Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Connor Hogan, PhD. You're welcome to The Doc Connor Show. We're going to talk about what are the wrong things that your parents taught you about money. Am I going to give you the Parerube of solutions to it all? Yes, if you watch. So, firstly, saving for a rainy day. Well, that was a hugely popular mantra back in the day. Which day? Well, that was a fine day, a nice day, because saving for a rainy day was presumption that there was going to be, well, not just rain, not just pouring rain, lashing rain, soaking rain, ever, ever changing rain, wind, storms, tornadoes, you name it, earthquakes, the worst type of things, and not just geographical, but things that were going to really, really be bad in your economic life. So a time where you were in the pits, where you could not get out of it, where there was no jobs, where there was no opportunities. But that was the old saying, save for a rainy day, save when the economy and your job and your money and your income is going well, and then you have a bit left over on the side. But when is a rainy day, like of every day, you are struggling? Like, that's why you need to spend in an investment way. So rather than actually, you know, saving for that rainy day, you have to ask when, like, when is the rainy day? So that's where you need to spend right now in order to invest in that way. Because if there's a rainy day and you haven't invested, you have no way of making money and your savings will run out. So think about it. Let's give a quick example. If you have a job that's earning, say, 50K per annum. So that's wonderful, isn't it? You know, you've got 50K per annum. Wonderful. And things are going pretty well. You're going out. You're enjoying yourself. You have a social life. You've got friends. You're, you know, providing for your family. You've got hobbies. You're eating out a lot. That's cool. Concerts, ball games, and so on and so forth. But people say to you, hey, you know what's around the corner? There's a big recession, so you've got to save for a rainy day. That's a pretty good old saying. But if you think about it, if you save, let's say, 10 or 15,000, you have 10 or 15,000. Wonderful. But you've already had a lifestyle of 50,000 per year where you can go out to that ball game, go to that concert, spend time on your hobby, spend time on your family, your friends, and that is your lifestyle. You have to sustain that lifestyle with, what, 15,000? 15,000 is only going to be less than a third. That means less than a third of the year, which is what? Three, four months of the year. That's all you're going to be able to sustain with 15,000. And I mean, with 50,000 coming in, how can you go and save for like 50 or 100,000 more? Surely if you save that amount of money, you're going to invest it like in property or something. So you need to invest rather than save for a rainy day. So if you actually spend as an investment, like say one of the well-known people, like Robert De Niro, the wonderful actor, the man who had ilk, who had poise on screen. And, you know, he had what was called credit and he decided to use it. And he decided, believe it or not, other than the movie business, decided to launch a Japanese restaurant empire. Oh yes, he did because he was such a fan of Matsushi's early kind of restaurant types that he decided, hey, I need to get in on this. This is a good thing. This is wonderful. If somebody is hungry, you know what? They're gonna be hungry again in a few hours later. So 
if I like the food and I've been everywhere as a celebrity, he thought to himself, well then certainly if I get those opportunities to eat, to eat out, to get out, and I like what I see, that means if I use my cash, my wallet, and put it into that, surely it's going to help others eat in my restaurant, and I will make more money further multiplying the investment. So it began to thrive across the globe. This was a wise, not to mention a lucrative possibility, and he took this with two open hands. And it was him that actually benefited from it at the end of the day. Okay, okay, you're thinking, but De Niro had loads of money, loads of, you know, wealth. And he was always making big cash, big money. Yeah, that's a fair point. But remember, he decided that perhaps I will invest rather than save. I mean, who knows, in De Niro's mind, he could have thought, you know what, I don't want to act anymore. I've lost that nerve. Some people do, lots of performers do. He might have thought, I want to retire early. And how do I do that? Maybe I should, you know, I've done my best work. Sometimes you get stereotyped as an actor. Sometimes you can't do anything more. So he decided to invest instead. Another female this time, a pop singer by the name of Jessica Simpson. She was remembered for her like more ditzy moments and on kind of like hit reality shows like Newlyweds. And then, believe it or not, behind it all, she wasn't ditzy at all. In fact, she invested in retail and it was really clever because in 2006, she launched the Jessica Simpson collection, of course, in her own name. And this was a footwear collaboration with Kambutu Group. And from here, she expanded into jewelry, handbags, clothing, and much more. And this hit, believe it or not, billions in sales. Now, when you think of one sale, multiply it, get to one billion. If you would just do that for one dollar, one euro, one cent, I mean, you, you are talking about multi-millions to a billion at least. That's going into your own back pocket. Luckily enough, she invested in clothing, so Simpson had a couple of back pockets at least to put all that money in. So yes, you can save for any day. But another thing you can do is you can actually not save and invest instead, like we've seen from Simpson and so on. Another thing that our parents have told us and we need to avoid, of course, is you need to get a job to get money. So you, you ever get this kind of thing, knock on the bedroom door, you're like 17, 20, whatever. And it's like, go up, get a job. You need to get a job to get money. Well, sure, fine, you need money to eat. But take what Charlize Theron did. She worked before she became a big time Oscar winner and movie star. She had a lot of different things going on in life. And this directly led her to be a big name actress. But after going to the Johannesburg National School of Arts, and this was like in her native South Africa, she actually then became a model and had a huge modeling contract at the age of 16. This brought her to Milan. Of course, the fashion industry in Italy is massive. And from there, she was, well, known, began to become known as an entertainer. And it begin, began to pay her enough for her to move over to the United States. And that's where she became training as, well, a, a dancer as well as that fantastic fashion model and moving into to acting. And from there, believe it or not, she hurt her knee. And of course, this could have been a downer. This could have been the end of her. This could have been the end and back home to South Africa. But something else something else decided for her within her own mind to go into acting and of course the rest as they say is history because Hollywood not only paid her dues but she became famous and she had commercials to start off 
and she was playing like dead bodies and crime procedural shows and basically from there she just went up the ladder and in 1995 in Hollywood that was her before she went up the ladder she was just out of money she had nothing going on so she was at the bottom of that ladder she was completely out of money and in fact she had to get her mother send her check from her native South Africa as she went into the bank to cash it she was refused believe it or not by the teller by the cashier and then she went crazy she went berserk she had a fit and the agent in the bank was like you know what's going on here like what is going on here you're a good-looking person what's going on you know and she was given a, a business card and within one year Theron's film career began to sprout in earnest and then she had the famous two days in a valley movie and the rest as they say is history the point is there is that she was told get up and get a job at one stage and what happened nothing happened she just got up and did something else a little bit of luck you may say but the point is it can happen it did happen for her so why was it if you know just happening for her why can it happen for you too another thing we were told by parents perhaps was you need to be highly educated to get money okay okay education is wonderful but look at online education now it's taking over places like germany the most fastidious and excellent place in the world in many ways economically efficient they give away education for free and then you pay your fees years later to get your certificate google it as they say is a huge thing get your education you can get a good an education from anything from google or my friend youtube right here right now that's where you're getting an education of a highly educated man like myself so there you go you need to be highly educated to get money you know what you're educated after this video go get money hey it's done you don't need all these big degrees you're in the middle of your exams and you need to quit but no you don't need to quit you just need to actually change the tack do something different look at Richard Branson he left school at 16 and he never had a huge interest in in school so he left dropped out at 16 then he had his own magazine called The Student, imagine, ironically. And his headmaster, who was called Robert Drayson, told him that he would either end up in prison or become a millionaire. Why? Because obviously he had that risque personality. And we know what happened next. 200 companies later, in 30 countries worldwide, in the famous Virgin Media Group. Wonderbug, wonderbug baby. Yes, indeed. So these are things that we were told by our parents to do or not to do. Another one was, you need to get a pension. Be sensible, be straight, go get a pension. But what if you don't have money enough to actually invest in a pension? What if you're the most sensible 22-year-old and you just you want, you're looking up, you're researching, you're doing your YouTubing on pensions and you just say, hey, I can't even afford to get in at the very bottom rung. I mean, Rachel Riley, who was 30 and a maths graduate at Ariel, college in Oxford she became famous as beautiful all as she was and she replaced the infamously brilliant beautiful Carol Voderman on the world-renowned BBC version of countdown where you had all those words and numbers that were so presenting and tricky to us at dinner time and breakfast time and so on time because it was intelligent time and she was that beautiful woman who replaced yet another beautiful woman but she said quote unquote i don't have a pension but i'm planning to set one up this year i definitely think it's important to save her pension i know people who haven't and they're in a bit of a pickle plus you get good tax relief but it's quite a daunting task when you're self-employed and there isn't a workplace scheme it's something i need to discuss with an expert and i am that expert and i am telling you you don't necessarily need a pension if you do other things 
What are those other things? Well, those other things are take everything you were told by your parents with a pinch of salt because the world has changed. So another thing they said was you should always save every week. Oh, by golly gosh. If you're not getting the income, if you're flying off the seat of your pants, so to say, and you don't have the money, how can you save every week? You know, you have to look at other people and what they did and why it was that they could actually get by in the seat of their pants and then become famous from nothing. You know, you can do it. If others have done it, why it cannot just be you? There was, you know, a famous guy and he was in the Jurassic World. He was a star called Chris Pratt. And he once said that, you know, he was actually living out of a van in Hawaii. Hawaii, I say. He said, quote unquote, we just drank and smoked weed and worked minimal hours, 15 to 20 hours per week. Just enough to cover gas, food and fishing supplies. And then, you know, it was a charming time. So he went from nothing to something. So he didn't work much, only half the time. The reality is, if you work half the time, you have plenty of time to think and to plan and to ponder about what you really need to do for the big picture. So yes, your parents are looking out for you. I'm not saying they're not minded to wonderful people, but you need to take everything with the generational way it's said, with the actual research that's been done by them, the life experience that's been done by them. They have the wisdom, for sure, but economics change. Ways of doing things change. Ways of doing business change. Ways of doing business changes for you if you allow it to change for you. If you decide that you too can make a difference that's worth for you. Another way of looking at it is one thing you've been told by your parents was perhaps you need to have a job before you leave one. This is one that I really enjoy. Why? Because I've done it myself. Just leave the damn job if you don't want to be in it. If you don't, if it's, if it's killing your spirit, wrecking your energy, ruining you, and above all, stopping you from clearly looking at things, leave the job. Leave it. I mean, I can stop the video right now. Leave that job. If you leave that job, you have perhaps, right now, this moment, nowhere to go. Fair enough. But you know what? You have nowhere to think about going if you have the room in your own head to think about that. So it's not always the best thing to be thinking about and that is staying in a job that just drains you. Lastly, you should never waste money. But hold on a second. You say waste money. Is investment wasting money? Well, it is if it's something like you are not getting from the investment an outgoing for sure, if you're not getting the money back. But remember, you need to eat, you need to travel, you need to grow as a person. You can avoid wasting money by investing in people. J.K. Rowling, the famous author, who was Forbes billionaire list person, she had this huge Harry Potter empire, $160 million. She had and pumped it into charitable donations. What a wonderful person. You too can do all these things. Indeed, listen to your parents. Indeed, take the wisdom. But remember, it's your life. You can do it. You have to make those choices one step at a time. I wish you the very best of luck. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you have, thank you very much. Until next time, have a wonderful day.